welcome to Mood Readers, a book review podcast where three friends conquer their TBR lists. Eventually. Hello, welcome back to Mood Readers Podcast version 2023. I am your host, Jane Austen, with my pals Emily Bronte and Nora Redacted. We're still here. New year, new me, um, did not work out for my corporate job, but it will work out for this podcast. <laughs> that's right. Bring in that energy. It turns out when I was like, that's going to be a 2023 problem at my corporate job, I wasn't prepared. <laughs> no, no. All no. the circles have come back around and it's not good. I, and I'm a victim <laughs> of myself. <laughs> Well, I'm a, I'm a victim of COVID-19, so I apologize to everyone for how I sound tonight. We're coming out of it, but it's still lingering. This is peak January in the 20s. Work is terrible. All of my problems are my own fault. COVID-19. Boom. <laughs> Welcome to January. <laughs> God, and a recession coming up and everything. Ah, knock on wood. Jeez. <laughs> the, the 20s are not fun no. in any millennium, I can confidently say. There's so many more to go, you guys. <laughs> We're just in like 23. It's oh, seven more out. to go. All right. So tonight, in the spirit of New Year, New Me, new podcast, same podcast. Um, we're coming at you with uh, our best of 22, perhaps our worst of 2022, Who and knows? then any sort of bookish goals we have going into the new year. I don't make personal goals, like to better myself as a human being. Oh, God, no. Yeah, I am <laughs> wholly uninterested in that. However, I do love a good book goal, so... Okay, so my best of 2022, and I read 69 books, and I felt like that was a great number to end the year on, so that's where I tapped out. Yep. Number 69 came on December 30th, so I figured. (laughs) Did it? Did it come on December 30th? (laughs) It came on December 30th. Hey, there we go. Okay. Carry on. (laughs) All right. So of those... I reviewed and I came up with kind of like my top three. These are the books that sort of I either talked about a lot. I've recommended a lot. They sort of stuck with me. We're coming in first with the only nonfiction book I read in 2022. And I know you guys know it because I could not stop texting you while I was reading it. And that is Jesus and John Wayne, How White Evangelicals Corrupted a Faith and Fractured a Nation by Kristen Cobes Dumez. And this book, I learned so much about like the history of America, the history of politics in America, the history of the evangelical movement in America, which is, I was raised in the Catholic faith, so I just am lacking a lot of knowledge in that sort of department anyways. This book fascinated me. It horrified me. It was written by a Christian woman sort of documenting how in the history starting around the 1950s, how we ended up with the presidency that we had in 2016. 
like how we got there as a nation. I was fascinated and I could not stop talking to you guys about what Emma. I was learning. <laughs> you did give us some really good sound bites on that one. I, w- I forgot about that. I want to read that one. Yeah, it was it was really dense. It took me a long time and I was like co-reading it with something fantasy related because it, it just took a lot out of me. I needed a break, but it was it was so good. It was worth it finishing it. it. Anyways, so that's number one on my list. Number two, this year I read my first Brandon Sanderson book. It was ah. the, it was the first Mistborn, the Final Empire. It was just as amazing as everyone who says Brandon Sanderson is. Like, I have <laughs> nothing new to add to that. It was great writing, amazing world building, amazing magic system, like totally unique magic system. Ooh. It's elemental magic. They like burn iron or gold or silver and each metal that you burn does something different. Cool. That is cool. There was a lot of court intrigue as well. Oh, yeah, that's my jam. Oh, I was, I was, I didn't realize how into like court intrigue I was until I read this book. And I was like, give me more. Yeah. So like, like, okay, sorry. Court as in like, like a, like a court, like a royal court. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Love it. I was yeah, thinking- so like, who's talking to whom and who might gotcha. secretly be a part okay. of this and, yeah. My brain went to like court of law. <laughs> <laughs> and the judicial system. Yes. <laughs> way less way less intriguing, in my opinion. I was Probably like, way less fun. Yeah. yeah, no, so this is like, you know, each lord is hosting a party and who's talking to oh, who yes. and what alliances okay. are being made and yeah. Oh man, now I'm gonna have to read it. It was an easy read too, like for a, a big fantasy oh. book. It wasn't oh, cool. like yeah, I, I have I have seen that author's name so many times on like Goodreads and stuff, and I've always yeah. been super intimidated that w- it would be one of those that's like super wordy and hard and that kind of no, thing. It really wasn't, and I was like immediately drawn in and finished awesome. the first book, and yeah, I'm excited to read more of him. And then um, my last book is I've been pushing on people who have been like, hey, I want something good to read. What do you recommend? And that is When Women Were Dragons by Kelly Barnhill. Yes, Um, so good. I know Nora (laughs) was a victim of my recommendation, (laughs) as was my mom. I it was just such a, a poetic way of looking at feminism and the 1950s and women sort of reclaiming their power, but also dragons. Yes. And the look at relationships and families. And it, I just, I thought it was beautiful. It was, it was like tender, but powerful. And just, oh, it like thinking about it gives me chills. It was so good. I read it. That was my first book of 2023. And so We'll see if it's the best one, but it would, if I had read it just a few days before, it would have been the best, my best read of 2022. Yeah. So listeners out there, Emily cannot recommend it enough. Yeah, I feel like I would absolutely love that one. It was so good. All right. So now we come to the worst. I don't love Uh worst. So I do. So I'm going with my biggest disappointment. Yeah, do it. 2022. And I um, left you wanting more. I shouldn't be surprised, but it was The Paris Apartment by Lucy Foley. 
Like, Lucy Foley, she does not do it for me. I found none of the characters likable. I didn't care who killed whom or maybe didn't kill whom. Like, I, they should all have, like, off themselves at the end. Like, Dead. I, I, I did not care. In... Yeah, that's a pretty strong <laughs> did not enjoy this book, like, point, is that maybe they all should have died. <laughs> yeah. I can so say that because they're fictional. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm like, I love it. I think it's great. I think if somebody is like, well, why didn't you like this book? Like, can you explain like how it made you feel? And then you just look at them and you're like, well, I think they all should kill themselves. Yeah. That's pretty evocative. I, I just, uh, she just doesn't do it for me. I, it's the third book that I've read of hers. I did the guest list which I didn't love, but I was reading on my phone. So I was like, maybe because I like physical books better. I was like, maybe it's just because I was reading on my phone. And then I did the hunting party. And I was also like, meh. And then I think the fair apartment was the worst of the three. And of course, it's her newest one. And yeah. um, <laughs> that's my hot take for 2022. <laughs> that was, uh, that was my least. Um, yes. Sorry, Lucy Foley fans and author. It's just not for me. So, Fair. Oh. Clearly. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't sit back and wonder what those characters are up to now. Like I, I You were good. I blocked them on Facebook. Like we're never gonna be friends <laughs> again. We like we're... shared biology one hundred in college and now I passed and I never have to take it again. So goodbye. We are never ever ever getting back together. Perfect. I love this. I love this energy. <laughs> All right, so, but to counteract that energy, bookish goal, or maybe to go with it. Yeah. Bookish goals for 2023. Uh, I This year, I think I would like to try to delve more into nonfiction books, which for me usually means true crime books. Counts. That's fine. I have a big stack of those to read, but I just, I, I liked Jesus and John Wayne so much that um, I really would like to sort of work a couple more in more than one. So if I do two, I'm doubling. Love that. Goal, so. I mean, you did be- you did more than me. I didn't read a single nonfiction book in 2022. I want to be very clear that by nonfiction, I'm like, I'm not going to read anything that's going to improve me as a human being. Like, I'm Nonfiction is a very, very <laughs> wide category. Yeah, it's all kinds want- of things. I don't want people to get the wrong idea. <laughs> I'm here like, for the gossip of the nonfiction yeah. world. <laughs> Listen, uh, Harry's new book is nonfiction, technically. That book is just a gossip magazine, but really thick. Spare. Oh, I, need some, I need someone to read that and then just let me know. It's or not going to be me. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I don't. I can't. I did read two articles about it filling the the bullet points about it. And oh, like, yeah. I, like I practically read a nonfiction book. Boom. That's I it. like goals. goals. I like fantasy court <laughs> intrigue. I am not interested in real world earth court intrigue. Relationships being shattered. Like, uh, I don't know. Nah. No, thank you. Oh, man. Here's apartment. Get rid of them all. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's, you know, nonfiction has room for all kinds of interests. So that's great. All right. What about you, Emily? Oh, Okay. What do you want first? Do you want my hot take or my like best of? I'm in the mood for a hot take now. All right. I don't know about you, Nora. Okay. <clears throat> okay. I'm up for anything. All right. I have been waiting for this moment um, for like a month or so. My worst book 
2022 is specifically Nora's fault because <laughs> Nora's like, excuse me. The look on her face. <laughs> She's it's like, I have fault. COVID. How dare you? That's true. I oh, I'm COVID. sorry. You're right. No. but So, okay. So I was like, Nora, I want to read Real Smut. I, I think I'm going to get a Kindle Unlimited. Is oh. that where you read Real Smut? And Nora's like, yeah, girl, let me hook you up. And then she starts very helpfully sending me suggestions. And one of them... Happens to be Bow Before the Elf Queen by J.M. Curl. And I know and that I, I have, have talked not about this. Read. Yeah, you have not you have not read it. I have yeah. not read this book. Yeah, that's that's totally fair. And you were going off the description, going off the number of stars, which frankly shock me. You totally <laughs> had were within your rights to be like, this looks cool. Check it out. Okay. Bow before the elf queen. Number one, she's not really an elf. Number two, literally <laughs> nobody bows ever, ever. Nobody, not even <laughs> bowing to her. They just don't bow in the entire book. I did a word search. I like pulled it up on my Kindle Unlimited cloud reader and like searched and there was no bowing in the entire book. And for, third. For, for anybody. Like, for anybody. Like not even like. Heated about a, this. They went to a concert and the conductor bowed. No, no, nothing. no, no. And third, she is never queen. Okay? Literally, bow before the elf queen has no bowing and no queen. And no, like, she's not an elf. And is I don't there, think she's an elf. I don't, you know. She is might there be an like elf queen? No. Is there an elf queen? No! There's no queen! It's just, it's so weird. I think it's like implied, you know, she is, okay, she is cursed slash betrothed. It's kind of like a She's betrothed to the heir of the kingdom, but the betrothal was sealed with a curse that if they do not get together by the prince's uh, something, something birthday, I don't know, um, and do it, he will die. So she mm. has to marry him and be his queen. And like the kicker is that she can't just marry him. She has to consummate with him which like that's always fun to read the yeah. word consummate like blah. um yeah so that's okay so it's implied like she will probably become the elf queen at some point okay fine but she doesn't in the book so mm. and then and then i'm all like okay you know i'm here for some smut i'm on kindle unlimited let's do this ku like i'm ready and <laughs> not only do they never do it spoiler alert they literally never do it but you find out that she is convinced that her weird brand of curse magic will accidentally kill her partner if she ever sleeps with them. So she has an incident in her past where she's like, she slept with somebody and then he dropped dead. Okay, so I am like three quarters of the way through this ridiculous book. I'm like waiting for the smut. I'm just like, come on, we have kissed. We, like, touched elbows. We had some smoldering looks. But that's it. I am here for something. And then we find out she can't, she can't sleep with him or she'll kill him. I almost <laughs> quit. I was like, what are, what are we doing here? This is ridiculous. And, of course, keep in mind that he has to sleep with her or he will drop dead. So everybody's going to drop dead. It's just... It was ridiculous. Now, this I will say... It like an anti-smut smut book. It was yeah. an anti-smut book. <laughs> And I did not appreciate that. I was left very unsatisfied at the end of this book. <laughs> I was like, you didn't take care of anybody but yourself. 
you know, uh, <laughs> JM Curl, it was terrible. Um, now I do want to say that the writing itself was, was pretty good. I mean, I've read worse, uh, I've read books that were more popular, but were, um, not as well written. Like her technique was good. I mean, I finished it. I could have do not finished it, but I did. But mainly I just wanted to see if they were going to do it. And they never did. I don't even think oh. they kissed. Like they might have kissed, but it wasn't like there was no, you know how sometimes some smut books are like, oh, they don't do fade it in the black. first one, but they fade to black yeah. or they do some other group activities, you know, but they don't actually, no, no group activities. Nobody was happy. Everybody was unsatisfied. Solo activities? Worst book. What's no a group solo activities. What's a, a group, group activity? A group activity is an activity that you participate in with at least more than one person. And then you all have a great time. And then um, and then you take your clothes off. Yeah. So <laughs> that's, my, that's my favorite euphemism for sex. Was it, um, <laughs> was, is it like the first in a series? Yes. I think it's a duology. Oh, a there's duet. a lot to cover in the second one then. Yeah. yeah. We've got to find, find a queen. We've got yeah. to, somebody's got to bow. Somebody has to bow. <laughs> For fuck's sake. I was so mad. I texted Nora after I finished it. I was like, I can't believe you made me read this. And she was like, I didn't make you do anything. And I was like, I'm not. I can't do this. I was very upset. Left very unhappy. Bow Before the Elf Queen. J.M. Curl. Worst book of 2022. I'm really sorry to the author. I mean, I, that was a really hot take. But <laughs> I feel like... <laughs> That author should apologize to me for leaving personally. me you unsatisfied. Personally. Me personally. Emily Bronte, P.O. <laughs> Box, one, two, three, the Moors, the windswept Moors. <laughs> because the other thing that I'm shocked about is that, like, I'm looking at it on Amazon right now. It's got, like, four and a half stars. And then as you scroll down through the reviews, they're all like, oh, my God. No. Yeah, I've seen yeah. it. I've seen it on Instagram, and I've been like, mm. "Oh, I've seen a lot of people re rec recommend it." No, you can do better, <laughs> readers. <laughs> Thank you, reader, <laughs> reader, comma. You can do better. Like, just also, get out there, read something else. Just like for all of us, we can all do better. Like, yes, you're you're with that partner, and you're like, "Is this as good as it gets?" No, you can do better. You can do better, girl. <laughs> if you are looking at your partner and you're like, "I'm afraid that if we do it, one of us is going to die," that is called a red flag. You should find a different partner, just like I did with a new book <laughs> after I finished this one because it was so bad and I was so angry. And to be clear, it's not just about the. You know, the, there's no bowing and she's not a queen and, like, they don't do it. All of those things on their own, it's like, okay. But, like, it was just, it just felt like a, like a jerk around. Like, she was just messing with us. It was I, false I just, advertising. Yeah. False advertising, man. And it was kind of like the anti-smut smut. And I'm like, that's not, that's not the energy we're bringing in the 20s. We are here for the smut. Yes. I want people to only be able to live if she has sex with them. Yeah. Right. I, I was them, very offended by that. I want them to need to have sex so bad that they think they'll die if, if they, they don't. don't. Correct. That's the that's, energy. That's that I'm what I'm talking for. about. That's the vibe. So yeah. Hot take. Sorry, I probably should have said spoilers. Uh don't read Bow Before the Elf Queen. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope the author doesn't come for me. I'm really sorry. Um, I've only written one book. It was granted it was very popular. 
Um, but you know, I didn't do much after that before I died. So, you know, what do I know? Probably, uh, I'm sure Bow Before the Elf Queen is just as good as Wuthering Heights. <laughs> yeah, I definitely just had a moment where I was like, no, you definitely wrote more <laughs> books, but that was your sister's. Yeah, okay, let's not. All right, we'll talk about that later. Talk about that later. Uh, okay, so that was my hot take. That was my negative energy. Keep in mind, dear reader, that my negative energy is the source of my power. So, like, if you're not here for the negativity, just skip me. Uh, yeah, they can come back to me. My positivity is the source of my yeah, power. Yeah, exactly. Why well, we're such great friends. Um, okay, Making so my... Up, toxic positivity. <laughs> what were your best... <laughs> reads okay so um i'm so i'm gonna talk about one of one of my better reads of the year because my other like best reads of 22 we already covered in the podcast so like dead silence was gonna be my like number one best read um, oh cool it was the complete package i know i've already talked about it but i just really liked it and especially compared to some of the other stuff that i've read there was no point where I was, it was a very tidy little written book it was all all the ends tied up very neatly nicely it didn't feel contrived it was great loved it um i also was gonna say <laughs> another best book for me was mexican gothic um i read it while i was at a work event and i kind of was like you know i'm listening to the speaker but i'm really reading mexican gothic <laughs> My attention is kind of split. And then, you know, that crazy twist. And all of a sudden, I could not pay attention to the work event. And it was great. I just, I had a good time reading it. And as we all discussed, like it or, you know, not with the plot, uh, Mexican Gothic is written very beautifully. Yes. Um, He's just so talented. So amazing. Um, But my other one that I was going to talk about is one that I read at another work event. Um, (laughs) This is recommended by Jane, and it was um, Rock, Paper, Scissors. And hang on, I can't remember who wrote it. Alice Feeney. Yes, Alice Feeney. Okay, so this is not a perfect book. That was a good book. But it was good. And it just like, it was there for me. It was gave me exactly what I needed. I was on an airplane. I was very bored. Nothing was interesting. I was out of, I was kind of in a rereading slump. And then Rock, Paper, Scissors was crazy pants. And I finished mm-hmm. it in like a day. And it was like, it was great. And it made my work thing go by a lot faster. I don't even know how to explain it, but it's a contemporary thriller set in England. And it's a husband and wife kind of thriller where it's like going back and forth between the points of view of the husband and the wife. And you know something crazy is going to happen, but you're kind of like working backwards to put the puzzle pieces together. The husband is a famous author and you kind of trace his journey from humble beginnings to fame and then how their marriage is falling apart. But she's trying to put it back together. But then it gets really weird and like very creepy thriller it would be a great one to read right now when it's cold yes very atmospheric also important to note that the husband has face blindness oh yes that was a very incredibly creepy incredibly creepy he has face blindness which is called something that i'm not going to bother to look up Um, but (laughs) I feel like there was some famous actor recently that said that they don't remember faces either. My brother, my brother has that, um, thing, what do you call it? Aphasia or something where he can't picture things. 
So he, when he discovered he had it, he's always like, so if I say, imagine a dinosaur in that car, you can see it. And then I have to describe to him how, yes, I can see it, but like not with my eyes and stuff. So, so I was thinking of that a lot while I was reading about Mm. the blindness. It's not the same, but it's kind of, I guess. Yeah. And the same sports genre. Yeah, it's the same sports genre. It's the same sports ball genre. <laughs> yeah, it's the same sports ball genre. Well, it's one of those things where it's like you don't real. He's like, yeah, I have face blindness. I don't really want to talk about it. It's not that big a deal. Except it is. Because it is. Who it sure is, is he is. talking to? <laughs> who does he think he's talking to? It affects every single human interaction that man has. Can you trust anything? No, you no. cannot. It's very good. Uh, so I, that was a great recommendation. I enjoyed it. Rock, paper, scissors, Alice Feeney. And then my book goals for the year. Okay, so you guys know that I'm the rereading podcaster, which is a bad habit. I mean, sometimes it's nice, but I tend, no, but I tend to, I'm one of those people, I'm currently on my 150th rewatch of Gilmore Girls because I don't want to risk my little fragile heart on a show that could break it because I've never seen it before. At this point, Gilmore Girls doesn't hurt me anymore. So it's okay. It's safe. <laughs> I do that a lot with books and I, I need to stop. So um, my goal is to, I want to read 50 books and I want to read a new book every week. New to me when I say new. That's an ambitious goal. That is very um, ambitious. Well, yeah. But we'll I'm, see here, I'm here to support you. Well, you guys both read more books than than that this year. I feel like I could do 50, and I feel like I I read a lot. I just don't read a lot of new books, and I need to put that energy somewhere else. You also read very fast. So, like, a book that'll take me four days to read, you'll read in 24 hours. So, I I feel like that's definitely possible. I feel like you you definitely can do, um, do one a week. I feel, I mean, it might be the book I read that week and that's, yeah. but like, I don't know. Gotta have goals. No, I love it. Above and beyond. This is my year, et cetera, et cetera. I had to knock on wood for that. Okay. Yeah, that's it. That's me. This is where I'm like, I'm going to be a very, y'all. Okay. So (laughs) do you know that meme where it was like, it was going around in December and it was like all the millennial girls buying that one planner that's going to change their life. And I kept scrolling and every time I was like, ha ha ha, that's so real. And then on like December 29th, I was like, oh my gosh, I should get a book journal to do for the new year like i should do this this and then is I, like, the notebook panic- yeah i panic bought like a book journal and some like tombow marker mm. and some and some stickers to get like my whole <sighs> vibe but uh like it was december 29th and now that stuff's not here so i'm literally starting my new year new me like behind <laughs> <laughs> so it's, oh, it i love this out- it turns out it's like same me. <laughs> the end. New, New Year's still me. New Year. <laughs> I'm oh, gonna do it though. for how long? Who knows? I'm not gonna yeah. play. tomorrow's I mean, I, problem. I yeah. have to buy a new notebook for any any project, any anything, any idea that I have. I cannot have one notebook to rule them all. It has to be a different notebook for everything. So I bought a new new notebook. I, uh, I'm a bullet journaler. I have two planners and one of them is lives in my wallet and goes with me wherever I go. So 
Yeah, you're I the, believe in the power of the notebook. Yeah, you're, you're the, the real deal. deal. You're the real deal. I don't know about me and Jane. Yeah, I, I know. know. <laughs> I believe in you. We got but after it. after laughing at all those memes, like eventually I was like, <laughs> oh no, I I do need this to change my life. This is the notebook that will fix everything. <laughs> and you know what? Me. I'm not having. I'm not live laugh loving 2023 <laughs> so far. And but my notebook's not here. So clearly, there you go. Clearly, <laughs> there is a correlation. It's all going to turn around when I get that delivery. That's right. There you go. Also, I'll be magically better at handwriting. Obviously. And eating vegetables. Well, I love vegetables. Oh, true. Sorry. I do too. Nora. <laughs> what are your hot takes, cool takes? Um, let's start with let's start takes. with positivity. So my best reads of 2022. I don't have a ton to say. My best read of 2022 was a mood wheel pick. And it's something I'm going to, and it's the book I'm going to review tonight. Um, oh so it's, it's Daisy Jones and the Six by Taylor Jenkins Reid. That was my favorite book of 2022. Awesome. We'll get to more of that later. Um, another honorable mention is Lore Olympus, the graphic novels by Rachel Smythe. They all started out on, oh gosh, I'm terrible. I can't remember the... Um, it's like a blog page or it's like a page where creators can go and post their books and stuff. I can't remember. What, I don't think it's Wattpad. Net I think Gally? that's another one. No. Oh, there's one for graphic novels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's I know what you're web, talking about, but web I don't remember the name. No, it's a webtoon. Yeah, webtoon. Webtoon. Okay. I don't know Some, what I'm talking about. Anyway, I discovered those this uh, in 2022 and absolutely fell in love with them and they are like it's like a a feel-good read they're like there's deep stuff and like dramatic stuff that goes on but also it's just like really cute it's a um for the most part it's a retelling of persephone and hades so it's and it's just it's just so good i just that's all i really have to say so my worst reads of 2022 this one is basically just, I was really disappointed because it was so freaking weird. And it is by a huge author <laughs> named Colleen Hoover. She is huge oh, right it now. Wasn't, it wasn't BC Andrews. That's what I was convinced you were going. That's I had clearly- another worst book. Oh, I thought you were going to say Ember and the Thingy. <laughs> no, I liked that book. Oh, right. Sorry, I knew that. <laughs> well, and clearly BC Andrews is a top read. Obviously. Um. Layla by Colleen Hoover was very, probably my most disappointing read. I have liked um, a good many of Colleen Hoover's books, but that one was just really weird. It has like, it's like a ghosty love story. And I just cannot, I cannot with like ghosts, but it was super fat. The positives about it, it was a super fast read and the ending had such a strange twist. That, like, it kind of redeemed it. So that's why it's disappointing and not, like, horrific. Now, my worst, all-time worst read of 2022 was something that I read in early March. Because um, I have the, uh, my friend Jane was coming into town. And we were (laughs) um, celebrating Emily's birthday. And these women forced me to read Flowers in the Attic by V.C. Yeah. Andrews so we could watch the movies together. 
And here we are today. Look how well it worked out. (laughs) And all definite, I was looking through all of my reads of 2022 on Goodreads, and that's it. I mean, that's like the lowest (laughs) score. (laughs) It's the lowest point for a lot of people, I think. It was my lowest point because it is just horrendous. I mean, I like at the beginning of it, I'm like, okay, this is fine. All is going well. And then by the end, I'm like, what in the world did these people make me read? So those those lifetime movies are fire, though. They really are. (laughs) I really enjoyed the movie, but I will never spend my energy on reading those books ever. (laughs) I got to do the annual reread and rewatch. No. Yes. No. Um, okay. We've got a couple of months to convince you. It'll be fine. <laughs> I recently went thrifting and found a bunch of VC Andrew books. So I picked up like two. They're like used. They've got like those ah, covers. Creases and, on the spine. Yes. The spine were creased. They were super cheap. And I was like, this is authentic VC Andrew. So I'm starting my collection. Okay. I just want to point out that several years ago, Jane gave me as my Christmas present that year. A large collection of V.C. Andrews creased paperbacks. <laughs> Very authentic with the covers. Uh, They're perfect. They still have some of the yard sale stickers on them and like different colors. They're amazing. You cannot find, or I could not find, any of the Flowers in the Attic series anywhere. And that's what I'm really on the hunt for is those like yeah, 80 too hot. covers. Yeah. They I, I when i say hot i mean like people are buying them yeah not not like content is not hot in any way unless unless you're into incest and then no and even then it's still bad (laughs) yeah okay so that's yeah um yeah that's my worst my reading goals would be so I want to read at least 60 books. I read 70 last year, but I like to give myself some wiggle room. So because if I run into a slump, so um, I like to shoot down instead of up for my goal of that. But I would like to read more indie authors. And I think that Kindle Unlimited is going to help me do that. That's my that's one of my goals. I want to read more indie authors and I kind of want to I say I want to diversify like the stuff that I read, but I really don't because I want to enjoy what I read. So I'm probably just going to stick with what I like, but maybe go for some of those, you know, people you haven't necessarily heard of a lot. Enjoyment, not improvement. I like Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get that tattooed on me. (laughs) <laughs> this You're is uh, this is also is the only way I know how to um, prevent myself from joining a cult is by <laughs> never going for self improvement. It's the only way. It's the only. It's the only surefire <laughs> way. Today's today's modern cults hook you with your like. I want to improve myself as a person. Yeah, you mm-hmm. should never want to do that. <laughs> I have I have something lacking. Go like, buy some coffee or something. Like, yeah. You know, I am I'm doing a challenge with one of my friends where we read a certain type of book each month. And January's is, of course, self-help. Mm. But I've been reading this book. It's called How to Keep House While Drowning. And basically the book is like, just do you. It's fine. Like it is not trying to fix me. It is basically trying to tell me that. How you do things in your time is you're good. Just quit worrying about it. 
So that's my kind of self-help book. Nora sent me a screenshot of one of the pages in that book where the author put me on blast talking about (laughs) like how keeping a clean house is not a moral choice. You can have Mm -hmm. a dirty house and still be a good person. And I was like, how dare you? And it was, I've never been so attacked. I've only been trying to tell you that for like our entire life. (laughs) But did you put it in a published book? No. (laughs) One One day. day. One day. (laughs) be a great book. All right. So, uh, yeah, we're starting the year off strong. We got this, guys. 2023 is our year once my notebook comes. <laughs> we are bringing in a very, like, enjoyment, not improvement vibe. Like, I have hot takes. It doesn't matter. I'm going to read what I like. Let's do this. Let's do this. And uh, by let's do this, I mean, like, let's talk about what we have been reading so far. So, uh, Nora, I'm going to put you on the spot, let you kick it off. You already mentioned it. I've already forgotten. So what have have you been reading? All right. Five minutes ago. This is my, okay. Just so everyone knows, this was my problem with figuring out the worst book, not the best book. Those stood out to me for obvious reasons. When I was looking through my list for the worst book, I was like, well, I rated this three stars, but I remember absolutely zero details about this book. What was so bad about it? (laughs) It's that toxic positivity. That's Uh what that is. Uh-huh. See, I remembered lots of details about my worst book because I was so angry. Okay, so, well, my book review is um, from my favorite read of 2022, Daisy Jones and the Six by Taylor oh, yes. Jenkins yes, Reed. I remember. <laughs> okay, so this book takes place in L.A. during the late 60s. So it's a a fun time in L.A. So Daisy Jones is our main female character. She's young. She is trying to figure out her life. She's kind of coming into a coming to age in this uh, setting. She is sneaking into clubs on the Sunset Strip. She's sleeping with rock stars and she is dreaming of singing somewhere big. So her voice is starting to get noticed. And she is just this like heedless type of beauty that makes people do crazy things. And um, she gets what she wants a lot from that. So also getting noticed around this time is the band called The Six. And it's led by brooding Billy Dune. Well, Billy and his girlfriend Camilla find out that Billy, well, Billy and Camilla, they are going to be parents. And Billy finds this out. The night before he's supposed to leave on his first big tour. Yeah, this ruins every rock star's dream. Yep. Children. (laughs) (laughs) So with the pressure of impending fatherhood and the need for success, Billy goes a little wild on tour. And then there are things and consequences that happen and all that. But the book really starts to get good when Billy and Daisy eventually cross paths when a producer realizes that the key to supercharged success is putting the two together. So this book is, um, it's written in like interview style, which took me a while to get used to. I really was not sure if I even liked it. It made the beginning kind of go at a slower pace, but then I really started to love it. Like, it's like, this is five star, my favorite book of 2022. They are, they have made a show and it is coming to Amazon Prime on March 3rd. This book is loosely based on Fleetwood Mac and um, the, the two main characters, it's 
it's um, inspired by Lindsay Buckingham and Stevie Nicks and their relationship. It was very slow at first, but it's like it was so well written and just beautiful and complex. So you've got you've got this relationship between Billy and Camilla, his girlfriend, but also the stuff going on between Billy and Daisy, a little like will they want they thing, and you're rooting for everyone. So you're you're rooting for Billy and Camilla, but also you kind of want Billy and Daisy to work out. And but you know that that could never work out because of X, Y, and Z. And so you're just kind of confused the entire time. And you don't you don't necessarily know what you want or how it's all gonna end. It ends so emotionally strong and just so good. And I could not stop thinking about this book for weeks. I listened to all I listened to was Fleetwood Mac. And I just kept thinking about like how much was true, like how much she got from, you know, Fleetwood Mac and Stevie Nicks and Lindsay Buckingham and what she put into the story and what was real and what was fake. And just I was just captured by this book and all the complex relationships in it. Literally lived rent free in my head for weeks. Ah, I love that. It was so good. And I cannot wait for the show. And they have one thing that's really fun about it is she, the author, has written. So obviously it's about a band. They make music together. And she wrote out lyrics. And you go to the back of the book and there's all these lyrics to all the songs that they mention in in the oh, book. that's cool. That is and cool. And so I'm really excited because you know that they're going to, like, there's yeah, going to be a solid, that. yeah, there's going to be a solid soundtrack because while I was reading oh, it, wow. I was like, man, I wish that I could just, like, listen to this music. So I'm really bummed. It was so good. Ooh, I'm going to go listen to Fleetwood Mac now. You should. Everyone yeah. should. Yeah. Everyone should. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I've always been a big Fleetwood Mac fan, so it was fun to... I knew that going into it, but I was kind of like, oh, how much is... And it's not super, like, it's not exactly like it, you know, like Lindsay Buckingham and Stevie Nicks. It's not exactly that story. It's it's very complex, and it it's just totally different. It's just a different a different love story, but it's... It's cool. I don't know. I just, I don't know how to explain it. It's just still very, very good. Okay. So I remember when the mood wheel chose it, I told you that you'd have to tell me if I should read it because that's the only Taylor Jenkins read book that I've ever like picked up and put down, picked up and put down, picked up and put down. And then like, I'm not going to buy it, but I've been like fascinated by it. So yes, I would definitely read it, especially since I feel like the show's probably gonna be pretty good and you're gonna want to listen to the music especially if they style it in that era and it's gonna if it sounds like Fleetwood Mac oh yeah the soundtrack is gonna be off the chain yeah which is a thing people still say do they no people people (laughs) they do now people our age yes I used to say that I used to say that back when it was appropriate yeah (laughs) <laughs> Listen, Jane and I are from another time, which is the I, 1800s. A time, a time that is returning in fashion, in all sorts of things. That's I mean, the, 18, the 1800s targets gotcha. That's true. <laughs> in, so many, in so many ways, the 1800s are back. No. 
I just saw um, a TikTok where someone stitched this girl that was like, fashion advice for a pop of color, put a bright tank, layer of bright tank under oh, your God. polo shirt or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, how dare they appropriate our culture? <laughs> and all I could think was like high school. Yep. And it took so long for me to be like, I'm no longer wearing a fucking tank under my clothes. Yeah, a long time. A long long time. time. And I was like, I'm done with this. Yeah, why do I need this? (laughs) Yeah. Um, That sounds amazing. I am not surprised that they are turning that into a show. Because Um, it sounds very, like, place-specific. Like, you can't get that somewhere else. It's not like a thriller that you can just pick up and, like, oh, I'll get another thriller. It's fine. Like, that sounds incredibly exclusive and specific to that book, which is really cool. Yes. I think it's um, Reese Witherspoon's company. Yes. The one doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Reese has been very good to books. Good job, Reese. And women. (laughs) And women. Oh, yeah. Women producers and film directors and stuff like that. That's so cool. That sounds like a really good one. That sounds like I'm going to go get it from my local library. Or you could borrow mine. But no, because you never return my books. No, I still have one of your books, which I still intend on reading. And it's here. It's Jane fine. is a refugee. She had to go, <laughs> like, she has to change her. Her living is at the the mercy of, you know, the waters. I don't know. I'm trying to remember what I know about Jane Austen's life. Yeah. So it's not her fault. But also, that's why I don't borrow books. Because I want to keep them. It's not like I want to keep them. It's like the moment I borrowed them, I then immediately wanted to read anything else. <laughs> Yes. Well, I was looking at my shelf because I got the the most recent of that series and I went to put it and I start counting and I was like, oh, I really hope that Jane has that one because if she if she I doesn't, do. it's just forever lost. I do. And it's here. And it's OK, safe. good. And when the hurricane happened, the first thing I grabbed was your stack of books. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, yeah. Nora will kill me. <laughs> What she's done being like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry that this terrible thing happened yes. to you, but like, you but owe also, me. Also, here's the you list had- of the books that you borrowed, and they're gone now. So. so it was legitimately the first thing I grabbed. That's good, because most most <laughs> of them are new, and I have never even read from them, because my friend borrowed them, got COVID, and was like, I would rather just buy you new books than give you my germ books. <laughs> Wow, these books have been on a journey. (laughs) (laughs) Having recently just started buying new books again. Okay, so previously I didn't like to buy books because you could get them from a library and they're free and it's great. Um, And also I love buying, I mean, my whole collection is used paperbacks. They're not very photogenic. But I recently started buying new books and like they're expensive. So I feel that, Nora. I get that. I would probably mm-hmm. put an itemized list also. <laughs> <laughs> I just did the uh, Barnes and Noble 50% off sale, just like everybody else. And it was, it was, it was terrible. And, and wonderful. I have a lot of books now, so. Or yeah. amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. Oh, that rush. I love nothing more than a like, here's how much money you save oh, yeah. while shopping. Receipt. <laughs> Just don't look above it where it says how much you spent. How much you actually spent. Yeah. <laughs> that's actually uh, none of my business. That's between my bank account and, and God. And yeah. <laughs> yep. All right, Emily. Okay. What have you read? Okay. So I, my 
first book 2023 is the wife upstairs by rachel hawkins okay so yeah so this book actually came out in like 2021 i'm very behind the times as per usual this book is a thriller it is a jane Eyre retelling but don't let that scare you because if you did not like Jane Eyre because all the tuberculosis and the book reports and like, and then, you know, she, Mr. Rochester is like the worst idea ever. Then yeah, it's like, I can't. But that's why I love I know, Jane Eyre. it's so great. Um, but if you hate Jane Eyre for all those reasons, and because it's like, you know, a gajillion pages. Um, it's scary. It is very large. Read The Wife Upstairs. I read it in 24 hours, and it got me out of a book slump. And, it, and, I, and then uh, since then, I've read two and a half other books. So, and this is the first, the second week of 23. Like, so it really, like, it got me up, got me going. I really appreciate that. It was like a five-hour interview. It was. Shot. But in a but book, in a book form. form, it really, really was. Yeah. You were like, I can do this. I can conquer. I can the do world. this. I can read things. I can podcast. I got it. Um, okay. So the wife upstairs. I'm going to read you a little bit of the description because I tend to ramble. Okay. So it says, meet Jane, newly arrived to Birmingham, Alabama. Jane is a broke dog walker in Thornfield Estates. That's a gated community full of McMansions and bored housewives. And it's the kind of place where nobody will notice if Jane steals some stuff. And they never really ask Jane what her last name is. Because that just doesn't seem very important. Jane is the help, literally. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but her luck changes when she meets Eddie Rochester. He is recently widowed. Eddie is the neighborhood's most mysterious resident. Um, his wife, B, like B. Arthur, so cute, drowned in a terrible boating accident with her best friend. And so Jane can't help but see an opportunity in Eddie. Not only is he rich, brooding, favorite word, handsome, he could also offer her the kind of protection she has always yearned for. Why, you might ask? You have to read to find out. Uh, <laughs> as Jane and Eddie fall for each other, Jane is increasingly haunted by the legend of his dead wife, B. B was an ambitious beauty. She had a rags to riches origin story. Very compelling. Uh, she launched a wildly successful Southern lifestyle brand. She's just full of personality and vim and vigor and bigger than lar- larger than life. So you love to hate her. Yeah, you love to hate her, but like, man, she's impressive. So how can Jane ever measure up to this dead wife? And how can she win Eddie's heart before her past catches up with them? So she can't. She's a dog walker. She's a dog walker. <laughs> the end. Slam. <laughs> hey, make sure I I started reading this last night. Oh, oh, really? I got to chapter two. Yeah, and I was very into it. So I just want to make no spoilers. You usually well, do no spoilers. Damn, but- Nora. <laughs> like, what am I gonna say? Uh, okay, no, I continue. I, I can everything yeah. you're gonna say. All right. So okay. So don't don't read my sister Charlotte's book, Jane Eyre. Read The Wife Upstairs. It is way more fun. Uh, It is steamy enough that I continue to stay interested, you know. Uh, It's certainly not a smut book. It is a thriller book. But there's enough spice to, like, keep it interesting. Oh, fun. Um, Yeah, it's it's nice. I didn't think I would get that out of this. I mean, I wouldn't call it, like, it's spicy like a can of Rotel is spicy, you know. Like, it's not that crazy but it's nice he's pleasant um yeah eddie is hot that's very nice 
Jane is a very interesting character. Jane is a graduate of the foster care system. So while I have read a couple of like TikToks were like, oh, this is like Jane Eyre if Jane were a bad person because she has kleptomania. She hates all the rich people. Jane is not a bad person. Jane is a product of the foster system. She is incredibly self-reliant and resourceful. And she's really funny. Like, I really liked her. And I know I don't usually like, you know, like ingenues, like the thin young girl that, you know, kind of a Bella Swan. She's not that attractive, but everybody's into her. I don't usually like that. Uh But she's really funny and witty and resourceful and and her struggles are very compelling. But Jane has a weird, dark secret in her past. And she will do anything to make herself safe from that past catching up with her. And she thinks that Eddie is how it's going to make her safe. Because he got so much money. And such a big house. And they get a dog together. And it's so cute. And you're like, oh, what could go hey, wrong? Is, and he's handsome. He was handsome. That was something that well, they pointed out. Brooding. Well, in yeah. the chapter I read, she talked about how handsome he was. Yeah. Uh, first of all, don't trust handsome men. No, you really <laughs> shouldn't. Second of all, nope. I always recommend if you're still single, get a rich guy. Get yes. a rich guy. Get a rich man. Yes. Uh, okay. <laughs> so for this working class. No, lifestyle. no. If you are still out there and you can get a rich man, there is nothing stopping you. If Jane no. the dog walker can do it, so can you. So, and what I like to, because, you know, when I watch, my, my favorite Jane Eyre retelling is the one with, uh, you know, that guy, the main girl. Yeah. Um, the, uh, yeah. It came out in 2011. It's um, uh, Michael Fassbender and Mia, what's her name? Yeah, she's very yeah, good. Yeah, I... I watched that one, but I have the like much older one running through my head. That's fair. I think I've watched that one multiple That's times. Fair. But Michael Fassbender is so hot and he kind of has this edge of like, it's a bad idea. Like he's, he's conventionally pretty, but like you just know there's something unsavory mm-hmm. somewhere in there. And that's who I pictured for this one. It was perfect. So the entire time I did not know, I thought I would go back and forth thinking I knew what the twist was. And thinking I had solved it. And then completely changing my mind. And thinking, nope, but I got it now. I figured it out. And then changing it back again. And although the twist, like, was very tidy. Like, the ending was very tidy and satisfying. But you know what? I like that. I like ending an encounter feeling satisfied. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, as much as I like to brag about guessing, you know, mysteries and stuff. I didn't guess this one until as it was happening, as the oh, twist perfect. is occurring. And I was like, oh, shit, that means. And, you know. That's my favorite great. kind. Yeah, I, oh, I enjoyed I that. I love that. Yeah, I that really like that. That means that I will not guess it. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. I, like. I was I saying, mean, oh, no, did yeah. she guess it? Did she guess no, it? No, <laughs> no. And I don't know if that's just me because I've seen some things like on social media that were like, oh, that was too easy of a twist. I didn't see it. I was very convinced that it was, you know, answer A. Or answer B, but wait, no, answer A. But actually, it was like answer Q. X. And yeah, <laughs> and like, I, I didn't, I don't know. I think for a quick thriller, the characters were very well done. Very in-depth. B was not even there, and she was like the best character. She was so interesting. As cool. it unfolds, it's so Ooh, compelling. She was like haunting. Yes, yeah, that's very awesome. haunting. Yeah. Um, which, you know, 
if if you read Jane Eyre and you're like, okay, excuse me, what about his wife? This book is for you. Okay. Oh. Like, yeah, because you're like, what about his wife though? It like, gives what's me her this, deal? this is giving me Rebecca vibes. You know, that's really the yes. only classic oh, novel yes. I've ever read. <laughs> but yes. I loved that one so much. It, it's way more Rebecca vibes than I think anything else I've read recently. So some highlights. I really enjoyed that it explores female friendship relationships how they can be incredibly uh, rewarding and supportive and then they can turn very toxic or they can not be toxic and maybe it's just rumor we don't know that was really cool it's not just about eddie rochester it's it's complicated um and then i also just adored (laughs) how jane's scorn for rich people was just oh (laughs) i loved it it was beautiful like her descriptions <laughs> of their handbags and the shade of their lip gloss was just perfect. Like, oh, I loved it so much. If you also like to make fun of ridiculous rich people, this is the thriller for you. Yes. Also, just do it. Wait until you get married into the family. Yes. And then make fun of it publicly. Yes. <laughs> get get you a rich man. Get a rich man. They can't get rid of or you. Or woman. You're probably gonna yeah. have to have a kid, so they cannot get rid of you. But it's yeah, I was about to deal say with that no. later. No prenup. We're not going to do a prenup. No. We're going to no. we're going to trick them. Trick them. That, trick them. Find a rich man. Trick or a woman. Find a rich partner. Trick them. Period. Carry Get on. married. Get, Get married. married. <laughs> Make it legally binding. <laughs> Get it in writing. Cement your status. Take over the world. Yes. Um, so I did a quick Google while you were giving your review because I was curious as to how the author, like the location is in Birmingham, Alabama. And I did not know that Rachel Hawkins is from Dothan, Alabama. Yes. So I also read this one, not only because I wanted a thriller to get me out of my slump and not only because it was available on Kindle Unlimited. Thank you, KU. But also because I have read, I read and enjoyed one of Rachel Hawkins's early books. It was a YA called Rebel Bell. Uh, it's super oh. fun. Is if you just want a fun, frothy, delightful YA romp with a little bit of crazy magic, you're not gonna cry. Nobody has sex. It's great. Read Rebel Bell. It is so charming. It is set in the same. Um, kind of like ritzy Alabama society strata, but um, it's the uh, country club girls and they're debut cool. ball. But cool. crazy shit goes down and there's some vampires. <laughs> so yeah, so I remember that one from Rachel Hawkins way back in the day. And I remember how much I liked her. And so when I saw this, I was like, oh, look at her. She's like, she's doing really well. And she is. It was one of like the best book, most anticipated books of 2021. It's still an editor's pick on Amazon. It was voted, all kinds of stuff. So if you like Gothic, you like, because it was very Rebecca vibes. I mean, it happened in the 20s, but it was very atmospheric. The house, the the image of the dead wife, like, ugh, the handsome brooding husband. Yeah, I enjoyed it. And um, yeah, yeah. I'm going to download it. And this is, uh, this is why I like doing this because I knew someone who had read it and was like, wah, wah. And so I was like, oh, I can put the wife upstairs as like a book I don't even have to bother with. And now you're flipping it. And now I'm like, <laughs> oh, I have got to read it. What if I'm wrong? Like, what if you read it and you're like, oh, I know the twist. But I- is it his wife locked in the attic and then he burns the house down? That's the only way I'm going to know. That's. A spoiler alert for Jane, Jane Eyre. Eyre. I was going to say that's Jane Eyre, <laughs> but this is a Jane Eyre retelling. 
Yeah. Um, and it's a lot shorter and it's, I, I just, I think no, it's really it's interesting. Not, it's it's complicated. Not fun. Yeah. It's fun. So the cover yeah. is also pretty. I feel like now when I, <sighs> Rachel Hawkins has had some really pretty and like brightly colored covers and now I just need to start yeah. collecting them. Rebel <laughs> Bell is like a really pretty pink cover with like a string of pearls. It's like so cute. She's got one with with lemons on it. Oh right yeah, now. yeah, she does. That's a new one. The villa, yeah. And she oh, also she also writes as Erin Sterling. That's oh, um she, oh. she writes romance romance novels as Erin Sterling. Hmm. I have not read any Erin Sterling, but I've seen that name. Everywhere. Yeah, she did the X Hex and the the. Oh yeah! Oh, my God, that's that's her. I wait. No, I have. <laughs> that's I read her. the X Hex, and I have book two. Ah. That's See, her. she's good. Wait, I knew this at some point. Yeah, I feel like I forgot this. I knew I, it, I forgot it. Connection back in 2021 when the X Hex came out. I was like, ah, yeah. oh, same person. Yeah, you it was know, good work. Work just erased that from your brain. Yes. Well, now- <laughs> for anyone who doesn't know, I had seven hours of meetings today. That's so ridiculous. I, uh, I want to forget everything about my real life. Yes. So <laughs> read this thriller instead. <laughs> <laughs> what reading is for yes dissociation at its finest i don't know now i'm all nervous that the whole internet is gonna be like no we all knew the twist but like but i didn't it was fun i think it's good for overthinkers too like me where you're like oh, wait perfect. a minute wait a minute i need to put this together i'm smarter than this i can figure this out but actually you just overthought yourself into a dead end well that's I mean, what i do always yeah always yeah <laughs> So, yeah, it was good. Excellent. Downloading. Oh, which leads us to me. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. So, (laughs) um, (laughs) my first uh, review for 2023 is The Nature of Witches by Rachel Griffin. Oh, yay. Has a beautiful cover. Yes. And as you can see, I checked out from my local library, my new nomadic local library. Oh, perfect. That means I can probably go get it. (laughs) And you should. I'm here with a positive review as to why you should get this book. Um, I loved it and I just, I did not expect to. So The Nature of Witches is by Rachel Griffin and it is a YA book. And I have recently over the past year, um, I was a big lover of YA, but I began to think like, am I (laughs) finally in my mid to late 30s am I outgrowing YA and um this book said the answer to that is no I'm not never there is still some YA roots that can tug at me maybe I'm out of the YA romance scene I could be out of the YA thriller scene but YA fantasy is still holding strong okay so our main character is Clara Dinsmore um, in this book, you have the humans and the witches. The humans are referred to as shaders, and the witches have seasonal magic. So you've got winters, springs, summers, falls. And depending on which season you are, your the height of your magical abilities occur in that season. Ooh. So, yeah. So if you're a summer witch <gasps> for three months in the summer, yeah. I love like, that concept. It's beautiful. So you 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 get it all for those three months. And then the moment that it's like the fall equinox, 
Like the first day of fall, you wake up and you have this loss inside of you. Ah. Your powers are diminished and you sort of feel this like longing for the next nine months. But then summer arrives again and it's like full of passion. Oh my and, God, it's like, like me. Yeah, I'd be, yeah, I'd be a summer witch. It really is. I love it. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then like the autumn witches are much cooler because, you know, like things sort of die off in the autumn. So it's a cooler type of magic. And winter is icy and spring, you know, is full of like hope and life. And it, it's really beautiful the way it's written. But our girl Clara Dinsmore, she is an everwitch. So she is a witch who has powers in all four seasons. Oh, cool. So she's the first one born in like 100 years. It's really interesting the way it's written because she feels the loss from one season to the next. So for her, um, summer is a very passionate month. It's when she feels passion for um, others, for partners. It's the only time she thinks she can be in love because of the moment she wakes up in the fall. It doesn't exist anymore. She's like, oh, get wow. out of here. Like, yeah. So that relationship and, like ends. Yeah. So it's only like a three month long sort of infatuation. And then it's over. She's moved on to her autumn magic. She sort of, she sort of changes as a person with her feelings as the seasons go by. So when we start the book, there's always been a balance between the shaders And the witches and the shaders using the resources of the earth and the witches sort of keeping the earth in balance. That's why it's important that they have the seasonal magic. However, human beings, the shaders, have pushed the limits of the earth beyond what it was able to, like, stabilize and produce. Because they were like, no, we have you witches. You can help stabilize weather patterns and things like that so we can develop more and develop more. And they took it beyond a point that the earth and the witches could keep stabilized. So now the planet is sort of like fighting back and the witches are unable to maintain the sort of balance. And it's sort of at this like really vital time trying to get the shaders involved with sort of bringing things back. And like we put, we pushed development too far and now we need your help to restore balance. That being said, it's a big deal that Clara was born as an Everwitch. She's the first in 100 years. Since it's been 100 years and no one knows what the fuck she can do with her powers. And she doesn't know what she can do with her powers. She just knows that they change every season. So she can perform magic in every season. But she's supposed to have this sort of like ultimate magic that she can't really hack into. And she's scared to hack into to let herself go with this magic because everyone that she's close to the magic ultimately she loses control and ends up killing those that she's close to so Uh, she's got this trauma with her powers associated as well so not only does no one know the extent or no one knows how she can control it and all she knows is that those closest to her die oh wow So summer is like the only time that she lets herself sort of feel any sort of romantic feelings because like she needs that relationship to end she's sort of she's at a school for witches and she sort of isolated herself after the death of her best friend and so that's in the beginning of the book so that's sort of what claire is dealing with 
they an example of what happens is like in the winter time they're supposed to be using their winter magic to like work on you know like helping out with blizzards and stuff but this horrific heat wave rolls through so it's like in the 100 plus degrees like in the 115 degrees in the middle of winter oh wow and the only witches that can help with that are the summer witches but of course their power is less in the winter time winter witches don't know how to combat a heat wave and if as a witch if you use up all your powers it's called depletion and you die oh uh, so when the summer witches are when the summer witches are trying to help out their winter pals during a heat wave, they're burning themselves out on magic and they're dying of depletion. Uh, so oof. now things are getting more unstable. Because... Oh, God, this is giving me anxiety. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's that's sort of like the gist of what we're dealing with. Um, this book is beautifully written and it's really a beautiful exploration ultimately of like figuring out how you can love yourself and the talents that you're born with, especially when you don't and when you have reason not to and sort of figuring out that journey on how you do find sort of that self-love with what you've been given in life. It's beautifully written. I enjoyed it. I stayed invested the whole time and it was a it was a great witch, like witchy vibe book as well. Like I love the magic. I love the concern for you know the earth and how we've pushed it to its limits. Yeah, I love that. But also how we can work with the non-magic people to like bring it back, you know, mm-hmm. as well. And um, so yeah, it was just sort of this was like a great way to start the year. Yeah. That is beautiful. It is definitely giving me, um, I get very easily, (laughs) I get uh, climate anxiety very easily. So I walk outside once a day. So anytime in the winter when I walk outside and it's 70 degrees, I start to have like a little death spiral. (laughs) But (laughs) I also love that, like, that is just so unique. I have never heard of anything like that. That's incredible. Especially, I feel like YA witch books tend to leave me, like, wanting. Like, I haven't found a ton that I really like. The last one that I read was just, like, complete shit. And so this gives me hope that, like, there's still (laughs) some good YA witch books out there. And I just put a request on it at the library. So go return it and I'll get it. I'm returning it tomorrow. Perfect. (laughs) No, it it was really beautiful. It was such a surprise because it was YA, I think, and because of the maybe just the quality of YA books I've read recently. I had like put it, I don't know, my expectations were really low. So I was wildly um, impressed by it. And there's, you know, there's a little romantic aspect to it. And it was just really beautiful. So if you like the earth and you care about the earth, like, I I loved that aspect of it as well. Cool. Yeah. That sounds amazing. I'm excited. We like I I'm, I'm so excited about y'all's books, like about reading them. <laughs> yeah. I'm tickled. Yeah. That I love elemental magic also and like seasonal. There's something really oh, satisfying yeah, about it. Yeah, it really mm-hmm. is. It's very compelling. It's, it just feels like it could be real, you know? Yeah. Like it's just Yeah. It's like, it makes sense. Oh, okay. Yeah. The earth. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, it What's also next? gives me like a little bit of hell, like hope because like sometimes I get like that. Like there, there's always a point in August where like the slant of the light is different and I'm like, it, we're approaching fall. And I can tell by like the slant of the sunlight. And this gives me like, like maybe one day in my 40s, I'll wake up and have elemental magic. You yes, never know, it man. Happen. It could happen. I love or it. tomorrow when your notebook comes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> my life will change forever. That's, that's why it hasn't like, come we yet. We were just waiting for you to get this notebook. That's why it hasn't come yet because it's not your season. <laughs> Um, and Mercury retrograde. So Nora is a summer witch. Jane, are you an autumn witch? I want to be an autumn witch, but I highly suspect I'm probably like a spring witch. I think you're a spring witch too. Because it's yeah. all like the optimism. Yeah. New life. Yay. <laughs> I think I might would be an autumn witch. Either autumn or winter. I can't decide. Yeah. Winter seemed really cool as well. Um, That's so cool. Go... Go read, Go read it. it. Okay, so okay. you guys read it, and then we can further discuss yes. based on this book. Yes. Perfect. Which which season we are? That can cool. be our our topic for next time. Ooh, yes. What kind we of witch? Do it. No, no well, we will. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe there will come a time when we're like, crap. What are we going to talk about? And it'll be like seasonal <laughs> stuff. <laughs> you know, magic crap. All right, we have come to that time in our show. It is time for the mood wheel. And we are wheeling for Emily. Yeah, spinning. (laughs) We're wheeling. However we're verbing today is how we're doing it. We are wheeling. Let's do it. I don't have my TBR pulled up. I have it pulled up. Don't worry. But I have added to it, you guys. I saw that. Nora, it landed on spicy. Yes. Flash romantic. Flash romantic. Okay. You have got Kingdom of Flesh and Fire. That's a reread, so I'm going to say no. You've got Witchful Thinking. You have A Touch of Darkness. And then you also have... And the Shadow Garden. I don't know that one. I don't either. I don't remember. I gotta look this up. Lessons in Chemistry, which I bought during the Barnes & Noble 50% off hardcover sale. I read such a good review of it. Isn't isn't that contemporary? Yeah. Would have never thought that'd be on your CBR. I don't... Well, I read a... You know, I... I read it. I read a thing. No, and it's supposed to be really good. And Barnes and Noble labeled it their book of 2022. Oh, cool. I, I read. I read book of 22 uh, list on Kirkus reviews, and it was on there. And uh, you know, it's got some elements of like um, fighting back against the patriarchy, and I like that. Ooh, so, I love that too. Yeah, but I, I don't know if I would call that spice or romance. That category was meant to be spicy slash romance. Oh, okay. <laughs> So that being said, um, I want you to read a touch of darkness. Okay, I'm excited. <laughs> what about what about you, Nora? Um, I was gonna say that one or lessons in chemistry. A touch of darkness. I read a little bit of it and didn't like it. <laughs> but so it's Hades I, and Persephone. I know I didn't like it. I mean, I can we can talk about it after you read it because that's gonna be the one. Did you not that's like why. it? Because you don't like Hades and Persephone, or no? Like I it? love, I love. No, Hades that's why and she Persephone. loves Laura. Yeah, oh. that's why she loves Laura Olympus. I love Hades and Persephone and their retellings. I didn't like it because we'll have to discuss it another time. 
I don't want to spoil it. This is why I think you should read it. Uh, all right. Well, I added it to my list very specifically, like with intent, not with Jane is going to yell at me if I don't add something to my TBR. So let me find something. I actually added it because I was like, now, oh, now I believe the second. Explanation. <laughs> no, no. That's what all the other books were. <laughs> I have to add something. But this was, you know, Emily getting her act together to be a podcaster. <laughs> 2023. Right. So New Year still me. <laughs> potentially Emily regrets. Yep. Getting her act together and yep. reverts. Or you could really like it. There's a ton it's of still books. That, there's a ton of books that <laughs> you did not like that I did like. There's not a lot that um that you did that what what a lot that I didn't like that you liked. So we'll just see what happens. I don't know if I can <sighs> I read Neon Gods in 2021. Neon Gods is, is good. Yeah. Oh, man. It's not. I mean, I don't know if I'd call it good, but it's a lot of fun. I still have it on my Kindle. <laughs> um, and and uh, Hades in Neon Gods was amazing. And he was um, Oscar Isaacs and it was perfect and oh. Oh. dreamy mm. and lovable. And I loved it. And I don't know if I can. We'll have to see how this one stacks up to Hades. You got um, this. Yeah, you have. Great. It's decided. You have cool. read worse, I bet. Oh yeah, Al <laughs> before the Elf, Al yep. before the Elf Queen, <laughs> Ember and the Thingy. No offense, uh, Flowers in the Attic. Once again, that is a great book. You get enjoyment out of I it. I do. I've read it multiple times. I didn't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was upset <laughs> the entire time. Yeah, it just goes like that the first time. <laughs> Then you get used you're, to it. You're probably like a normal human. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that says about us. Trash humans. Mm, yep. Trash bag. All right. Well, thanks everybody for coming along, joining us. We're back. We're better than ever, <laughs> theoretically. Yeah, for now. <laughs> and we'll we'll see you again um, at the next book club. Bye. Bye. See you next book club. Jane, Emily, and Nora would like to thank Benji for the theme music. Follow at Mood Readers Podcast on Instagram and let us know if you've read any of the books we covered. We'll talk to you again at the next book club.